When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We different from night and day, but we the same, but we do shit different. Black people are the only people to go to work, man, tell the boss what the fuck we gonna do. I'm not doing shit. Don't fuck with me today, I ain't come here to work. I'm tired, my son got shot, I'm sick of this shit. You know that, huh? We funny. But I like white people. It's not about black and white. You know, but I, but they do shit different. When they go on break on the job, 15 minutes. They go to their desk, they eat their cheese sandwich. <laughs> Drink their tea. 15 minutes, they're back on the job. My people, I don't know what the wrong with us. I don't know what's wrong with us. When we go on break, that's just what the we do. We break. You got to look for our plan. You seen Johnny? those t-shirts that say I am my ancestors wildest dreams well those ancestors who built this country for free those ancestors of mine who built this country for free I'm telling you they are smiling down on Michael Smith and Michael Holly and brother from another at the way we have managed uh, to not work <laughs> I probably should be making a joke about it but it's the truth it's been a minute it has been a hot second since we last saw you, uh, we have taken some much needed uh, time off this summer. It has been 66 days since a real Holly and Smith. Our last show was June 17th. That was uh, the day of game six of the NBA Finals. Um, it has been 48 days since I last saw you. Uh, my last show was July, uh, July the 5th. And our last live brother from another was, uh, was July 8th if my math serves. So it's been a minute. It's good to see you guys. Thank y'all for holding us down. Thank y'all for inquiring about where we were uh, when I made my announcement about joining Prime Video's Thursday night football coverage. A lot of people asked me what that meant for Brother From Another, if I was still doing Brother From Another, where we at? And uh, I invoked the late great Bernie Mac when I was like, when we break, we break. So we are back. And what would Brother From Another be, though, without some technical difficulties? Still working some kinks out. The equipment, it's been so long since we've done the show till the equipment ain't working right. The equipment ain't, ain't letting us be great. So uh, you see Michael? Uh, Michael Holly is uh, still under construction for the moment, so we're going to take an early break, another break. We just came off a break, and we're taking another break. So Gary, roll the music. We'll take an early break. We're going to get our act together. We're going to come back. We're going to catch up. We're going to talk about all the latest and greatest. Uh, in the world of sports, starting with a certain greatest of all time quarterback who is on that BFA program. Because when he break, he break. And uh, he's back today too. We'll talk about him once we get this party started.
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. So as I mentioned, Tom Brady is on that BFA. Unannounced, well, not with the team. The team knew it was happening. It was pre-planned. But for the rest of us, unannounced, excused, absence, for personal reasons, hadn't practiced since August 11th, rejoined the team today. So the mystery, all the mass Singer stuff, we can move that aside. Tom Brady is back. And Michael Holly, certain things, or as a case, uh, excuse me, as the saying goes, what's understood need not be spoken. He has some stuff to handle at home with the missus. I mean, like as a married man, uh, 17 years as a married man of 16 years yourself. That's right. You know, like this man has stuff to do at home. He ain't got to explain it. And I'm gonna go back to what I said when he was waffling on retirement to begin with. Giselle was the reason why this man walked away and only with Giselle's blessing did he come back one more time and Giselle had a long honey do list for him to do a pre-planned yep. engagement somewhere for him to be and that's where he was and whether he explains it to us or not we already know what time it is well hold on hold on just a few things let me let me get to a few things here number one the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they may be Super Bowl champions but they're not champions of grammar this whole pre-planned thing that's stopped that's that's stupid planned it's just planned right ain't no pre-planned <laughs> it's just a plan it's like pre-planned but you know we wait in our business, we say pre-recorded. That's another one that gets on my nerves. Pre-recorded, like it's, it's like, recorded. It's recorded that's, that's, by nature. It's, it's pre. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. you're right. planning. You're planning. I think I just, I think I just say happens. pre-planned. I think I say it pre-planned I know, myself. You, so thank you for they, that. They put it out there. They mess everybody up. That's one. Two. I heard you off the top talking about all the stuff we missed. We did miss a lot of stuff. We missed your anniversary. Happy anniversary, as you just mentioned. Same to you. Seventeen You're years. The day before, yes. You Happy anniversary and the great well. Sarah. Uh, we also missed your birthday. I oh, don't think I forgot that. Uh, you probably didn't mention that. Oh, we missed the birthday. Yes. So August first. Stop yeah. with the ten years stuff. Right your now, now we're up. nine years apart. Now your we're nine years apart. Until rising. you, uh, uh, until you make fifty-three. Okay. Your number's <laughs> rising. All right, but other thing, yeah. Tom Brady. Look at forty-five. You're around the same age, forty-five. But yeah, forty-five, and you got the production that he has and the resume that he has. You're like Tampa doesn't. They they knew Mike. I'm convinced they knew, but they didn't know. In other words, he didn't tell them everything that he was doing. He was like, I, I'm not gonna be there. Right. You think Tom Bowles was like, well, why not? No, I'm not gonna tell be I'm there. Tell him and I'm gonna be where I be. I'm gonna be where I'm at. Right. <laughs> but I had to so, tell everybody where I was going, I'd be confused. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey, Todd, I just want to let you know you can get the young guys some reps. You can try, you can talk to Jason about figuring out our broken offensive line because I'm not coming back to that. That's you think we had question. technical problems? Our technical problems yeah. were resolved. Tom <laughs> Brady's technical question. problems yeah. could go into the 2022 season and could affect their Super Bowl chances. So Give them some time to, to fix their broken offensive line. And Tom Brady's just going to do what he had to do. 
I think it was a, you know, right. probably a vacation or just I don't feel like doing it. Well, because there was like no clarity because right and I mean look didn't Brett Favre used to take training camp off. I mean like it's, it's if that was the case too. Right. That's fine. I mean if like Tom Brady what you gonna do question him. What's he gonna do not be ready to play. I mean he's got bigger issues on the Bucks than Tom Brady. I'm not worried about Tom Brady. The Bucks weren't worried about Tom Brady, but because they didn't explain it or had no explanation to provide then people had to kind of fill it with a lot of speculation or what have you, but that's all been put to rest. Uh, and now he's back and he'll be fine. He's the least of my concerns. He's least of the Bucks concerns. But let's stay with this Bernie Mac theme of the day. We talked about yeah. when we break at brother from another. That's just what the F we do. We break. We break. Likewise, Bernie Mac had a great bit about the phrase or the word MFR being a person, oh. place, or thing. So another so mystery surrounding Tom Brady. And by the way, we've been gone so long until Stephen Ross been suspended for tampering over the course of three years. That's how long. That's how much. That's another thing we missed. All right. But another mystery is who is this MFR? Hopefully, I don't slip yes. up. Who is this MFR? Tom Brady do. was referring to I in the shop. You do. You hope I do. That's on brand. <laughs> and we thought that we had broken some news last summer in Tahoe. When the official quarterback of brother from another Derek Carr said, "Hey, wasn't me," he said, he said "Tom Brady told me it wasn't me." And now here comes Dana White claiming that he had brokered a deal, which is weird in its own right. He had brokered a deal for Brady and Gronk to be in Vegas before they went to Tampa. Setting aside the truthfulness of that situation, I come in defense of Derek Carr. All right, because what I don't like, yeah. first of all, is let's yeah. say Derek. Let's say for argument's sake that Derek Carr is the mf'er in question. Right. Derek right. Carr is not an mf'er. Derek Carr is an mf'er, and Derek Carr <laughs> is about to be more of an mf'er this year. Like the idea, like for Tom Brady to be like, you gonna stay with that mf'er? Wait, wait, right. wait, wait, hold on, bro. Put some respect on Derek Carr's game. Like right, Derek right, Carr. Right. Ain't, ain't, ain't no ain't no scrub Derek Carr, right? He ain't trash. I mean, everybody is a step down from Tom Brady, not to mention as you have often pointed out, Michael in 20 what we think of Brady in 2022 2021 and 2020 is not what most people thought of Brady in 2019, including the Amen. Patriots. That's right. So That's why is it right. so far fetched for the Raiders to say now nah, we're good with I with our MFR and I just want to go yeah. on record as we as we embark on this new season. Derek Carr is my MFR this year. That's right. With the, That's with right. his boy Devon, with, hey. with his MFR Devontae Adams at receiver with Hunter Renfro with Darren Waller with Josh McDaniels calling the plays. That's my guy. That's my guy. Derek Carr right there. That's my MFR and you know Mike. Mike, like as you said, he's a he's a quarterback, a brother from another. We had a great time uh, with him out in Tahoe. Uh, we couldn't go this year. We'll go next year. See you in Tahoe, Derek, 2023, round about July. But I I feel like we need to. We're starting to do it now. I think we need to bring people together. We need to bring people together so they understand. I think Derek Carr kind of understands, but he was bothered enough where he needed to get confirmation from Tom Brady that he wasn't that MF. But even if you were, that's not necessarily a slight. It's like saying it's it's the equivalent of that dude. Oh, you gonna stick with that dude and not that you're dismissing him. 
because you never really understand if it's a job that you wanted or a relationship that you wanted, you may use that term even if that person is worthy. It's not a mm -hmm. it's not saying they're unworthy. What you're saying is you're hurt because you wanted that position. So in other words, I want to be the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback, but this is my way of saying I am not evolved enough maybe to say I'm hurt. Ooh, yeah, but, but again, as so Bernie Mac taught us, Michael, it's the inflection. No, but it's the inflection. Did he say, man, he's staying with that mother. You know what I mean? Right, it, right. But it's the that. If you Which emphasize the that, that's if you fine. Say that about me, that's we're okay. Good. We're good. Yeah, he's like, you know what, man? You know what, man? He's staying with that mother. You know what I mean? But if you like, yeah. or but if you like, man, this is my man, she dating you know, now. You like, she dating now. Right, right. But if he say, if he says that, if he puts the hard that with it, now yeah. there's some surprise at how dare you select staying with Derek Carr over moi. That's that's where yeah. it becomes disrespectful. You know, so I, I think I don't know that yeah. he had to use the mf'er to make his point. Now maybe he was exaggerating the whole time. Maybe he got on the shop and was feeling himself because you know people get in the barber shop and they just start feeling themselves. That's how people get that's punched right. out by Martin Luther King. You know, like I was, yeah. I was buying my business, feeling good. All of a sudden, I'm walking down the street, right. you know, like you started embellishing stuff a little bit. So maybe he was in the barber shop. He was among the bros. He was among the bros. Like, oh, relaxed. I got laid on thick. Right. Because I don't think Tom Brady really would sit there and say, have the audacity to say, you keeping that to Derek Carr? I think he's got, and that's why I think he went back and said to Derek Carr, hey, man. It wasn't, it wasn't what it seemed like. Because I don't think Tom, I think Tom Brady has respect for Derek Carr as he should, which is my point. We should have more That's respect right. for Derek oh, Carr. And if should. you don't have respect for Derek Carr, Ooh. after this season, I guarantee you will. All right, a couple things. A couple things on this. Because I want to I I make sure I get it right. But number one, mm -hmm. these old school Spike Lee fans, those are not like serious Spike Lee fans, you know that one of his first, one of his first movies there's a scene in there where an older kid is teaching a younger kid how to cuss. He's teaching them how to mm -hmm. cuss. You know, he's like, mm -hmm. no, say it like this. Do, do your hand like mm -hmm. that. I feel like you're right. I think you're onto something. I think Tom Brady just learned that one. I don't think Tom Brady was an MF guy until he got to the shop, maybe like a week before. So he was just trying to <laughs> no this once again, no disrespect to Derek Carr. He was just trying it out. And he got it right. He got right. it. He's a quick study because it sounded good. Here's the other thing you keep talking. You keep uh, giving a lot of love to Derek Carr and I know I had him on the edge. I had him like 10 or 11 11 and 10. Where did you have him on your quarterback list? Because I don't think you put him in your top 10. So you're giving a lot uh, of love to him. Well, brother. Michael, I mean, let's be honest. It's been so long. I wouldn't know. I know. Last time, last yeah. time we did a show together, just sixty-six days. 66 last days, time, that's crazy. Last time I did a show was forty-eight days. So you even Ooh. more of of a stereotype perpetuator uh, when oh, it comes definitely. to taking these breaks. <laughs> okay, yes. when the finals ended, days. That, you you was on Martha's Vineyard. You you were, yeah. you was out. Kill it's him. been a it's been a minute. So. Uh, Shout Between Marcus and Africa. I went to Africa too. But that's, that's a different story. Dude didn't been to Africa. I went to Mexico. You went to Africa. You got me. I went to Mexico, LA, 
then got another job since I last saw you. Uh, That's nice. <laughs> and you got and job, but you and you kept this one. And I'm got keeping this job one. and kept this one. All right, that's and, and keeping this one. All right, let's go ahead and take a 48 day um, break. Took a 48 day break. Bruh, shout got out to NBC, job. man. That but is the blackest six, thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to NBC. I mean, but listen, we have come a long way. Look, I mean, these white folks at NBC didn't let us go ahead and just take our sweet time coming back. Like, we've come a long way, man. Like, you know what? Who wow. says we ain't making racial progress in this country? Let's just be honest. Nobody said a word to us because I mean, like, like they was like, you know what? We like the Tom. We're the Tom Brady of this thing. They like they go. They right got a new background too. You, I see you got new. Yeah. You got new digs too. See, it looks good. Trying to switch it up. They was like they gonna be what, right I don't when they see come a, back. When Michael and Michael come I don't back, see my book on that they show, gonna be though. in regular season form. No, yours is up here in the corner, right here. Okay. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. That's definitely the plan. That's definitely the goal. I feel like through this whole process, we've been trying to tell my side of the story, um, but a lot of people wasn't able to, or didn't really pay too much attention to it. But one day we will. Uh, only time will tell. And you know, like I said before, I just continue to keep being the person I am. Keep showing the community how good of a human being I am. Uh, have I always been? How I was raised? And I just want to continue to show that, and you know, keep pushing for it. Uh, Mike Smith. Um, this story is confusing to me. I know we've talked about Deshaun Watson many times uh, since we first heard about not just the trade, because remember, we started with the trade request. We started talking about Deshaun, and the focus was he wants to be traded because he felt like the Houston Texans disrespected him. They didn't come to him. Early they promised him yeah. that, that he would Man, have some say like a, a new general ago. manager. That, <laughs> yeah, they brought in Nick Casario. He wasn't down with it. He oh, wanted out. Oh, my gosh. And then we heard about the first 20 massage therapists. And then there were a few more. And then after the reporting yeah. in the New York Times, that number rose and almost doubled. Okay. Deshaun Watson, this is why I'm confused. Deshaun Watson said initially, I've never disrespected a woman. He said that at first Cleveland press conference. Never disrespected a woman, have no regrets. I maybe regret over how some people have been triggered by my story, but I have no regrets over things that I've done. By the way, that Man, word, he gets it. Real, let me what? interject real quick and then back to you. Yep. Using the word triggered is triggering. Don't use the word trigger, but go ahead. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect interjection. So he gets the six game suspension from Judge Robinson. Judge Sue L. Robinson, the arbitrator, gives him a six game suspension. And at that point, when it goes back to Roger Goodell and Goodell can pick who's going to deal with this appeal, then Deshaun Watson goes on local TV in Cleveland and says he apologized. He apologized. It's the first apology mm -hmm. publicly. Mm -hmm. After the 11 game suspension agreed to by the NFL and NFLPA, he has a statement and then immediately Mike within a couple hours contradicts his statement 
It says, I'm in I stand on my innocence. Yeah. But he apologized for he apologizes again for triggering people. But doesn't apologize for any action that he did. And uh hey, he's gonna tell his side of the story. Look, I'm so done. I'm so done with the Cleveland Browns. I actively root against the Cleveland Browns, the team that plays 30 miles away from my hometown. I'm rooting against you. I root against them. And Deshaun Watson, clearly I'm rooting against Deshaun Watson, but I just don't, I've I've just lost any kind of uh, respect that I have for him. Um, I don't want to hear his side of the story because I've heard like four or five different versions from him already. Any story I get from Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to believe. I just don't believe him because he's all over the place. And I think what he's doing from what from my interpretation, Mike, I see someone who is just saying things out of convenience. So it was not convenient for him to say that he did anything wrong when he first got to Cleveland. So he didn't say it. When Judge Robinson said, hey, part of the six game suspension was showing that I saw the uh, Deshaun showed no remorse. Yeah, then all of a sudden he's got remorse. Before the final suspension is handed down, he gets what he wants. True. He didn't want a full game. He didn't want to relatively. He didn't want to be out for a year. He gets to play this year. He gets a $5 million fine right after that agreement is in place. Now he comes out and goes back to the original script. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not alone in that sentiment. Yeah. You talk about uh, things that you've, uh, that you're done with I I've lost faith in the NFL to get it right when it comes to player discipline um, because the NFL so we talked about the how the sausage is made we talked about the process it's like okay they got this independent arbitrator judge Sue L Robinson uh, you know this is what they negotiated with the NFL PA and this is the first test of this new system and would Roger Goodell and the NFL appeal the ruling of the arbitrator back to the NFL to Roger Goodell or his handpicked designee in this case Peter Harvey sure enough the NFL said damn that six games hell no because remember the last time we talked about this I said I would be surprised knowing what I know about the NFL and how much it cares about optics if the NFL Mm. did not hand down a year-long suspension. Forget how we would end up with a year-long suspension, but I would be shocked if he didn't get a year. Sure enough, what'd you hear? The NFL wants a year suspension. And you and I both know the NFL would have gotten a year suspension from Peter Harvey. That year suspension would have held up had Deshaun Watson and the NFL Players Association taken the case to federal court. They'd have still gotten a year suspension because they have collectively bargained a system in which regardless of who was an intermediary in this case Sue L Robinson Roger Goodell is judge jury and executioner on behalf of the owners and my now, and by the way owners and, and yeah let, and let me get let me interject real real yep. quick then kick it back to yep. you that was reinforced yep. we just talking about Tom Brady that was reinforced with Brady and deflategate as he tried to keep taking it up the level and he was on his way to the Supreme Court then he figured out hey it ain't gonna work You're not gonna win it ain't gonna you work can't win because the win. commissioner is the authority, the final authority. Deshaun Watson knew that. Deshaun Watson's camp knew that. The NFL Players Association knew that. The only party, when it comes to 
the accusations of two dozen massage therapists of sexual assault, sexual misconduct, sexual impropriety, however you want to describe it. The only person with an incentive to settle was Deshaun Watson, who wins by getting anything less than a year. Except right. the NFL has owners, three in particular, Robert Kraft, Daniel Snyder, and Jerry Jones, who wanted no part of discovery when it comes to a federal court case over its disciplinary procedures. They did not want their proverbial skeletons in their proverbial closet being exposed. They did not want all of their business in the street. They did not want their dirty laundry aired. So what it goes to show first now let's, let's recap because there's a there's a pattern here. Sue Robinson gave him only six games because of lack of precedent because of lack of notice when it came to when it comes to player punishment when it came to player punishment. She said his, his behavior was egregious. It was predatory. He's shown no remorse. And yet, based on your policy, I can only give him six games. So because the NFL has gotten it wrong, she couldn't, she felt like she couldn't overstep in order to get it right in this case. Although I gotta say, what the hell is nonviolent sexual assault? Exactly. Yeah. So now I mean, poor choices word. Poor choices right. on her part. Uh, right. Several so now them. fast forward to the NFL's decision to settle. They settle because of how wrong they've gotten it when it comes to owners and other players. They knew that this will blow up in their face if they went to court. So this had nothing to do with right or wrong guilt or innocence. It barely had to do with optics. It had to do with that word just used a second ago convenience. The NFL conveniently stopped caring about sexual assault when it was like, wait a second, if we go to court, this may not be good for us. So is this proverbial juice worth the squeeze? And if they really cared about sexual assault, the next release that they would come out with would say the following. It was in our best interest to uh, conclude these proceedings and move forward and have Deshaun Watson begin his treatment, his counseling, and his 11-game suspension. The settlement we, we deemed was in, was in everybody's best interest just to try our best to move on because there is clarity, but there is no closure here for the record. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's my words, but this is what they should have said. We settled on 11 game suspension and the biggest fine ever handed to a player in $5 million on a move forward basis. Sexual assault is punishable by a minimum of one year. Because that's the well, notice that, that that Sue Robinson said you didn't give. They can arbitrarily and unilaterally change the personal conduct policy whenever they want, as long as they let the players know. Why haven't they done it yet? That's what they should have done. If you really want to save face, fine. You settle for eleven games, which is whack. Now tell us what the what the what the punishment is moving forward. On a move forward basis, it's a year. There's still work to be done here but they did not want somebody working to uncover their dirty laundry. And that just goes to show you how many skeletons in the, uh, skeletons are in the NFL's closet that they would accept the brushback from an 11 game settlement and a $5 million fine instead of going all the way and getting the year that they claim they wanted. Well, listen, I, I know they got skeletons and you, you and I know we know some skeletons and there are probably some skeletons that we don't know among NFL ownership. But you use the word whack. I tell you, uh, Sue Robinson is whack, in, in my opinion. Why? Mm -hmm. Don't you're in Sue? You're there because they didn't get it right. 
They brought in Sue Robinson because of the mistakes that they've made in the past. So don't go back looking in the archives to see what they've done to make a current judgment. Of right. course, they've gotten it wrong. That's why you're here, Sue. That's why we got right. an independent ar arbitrator. And because the and NFL the, and the can't get it right these, on its own. And the scope of these accusations are also unprecedented. So yes, right. the discipline that they were so, asking for was unprecedented, but so is the scope of these allegations. So yeah, don't tell me about what they did before. Don't tell me about any other owner. You've got the ball now and you've got the hammer. So if you see it, if you think that Deshaun Watson has displayed predatory behavior, if you think that he, he lacks contrition, remorse, whatever word you want to use, and you feel like the complaints against him are believable and credible, then you drop the hammer. Drop the hammer that you hold, or drop right. the, in this case, drop the gavel, judge, Don't that you hold, yeah. and suspend them. But all she did was say a lot of tough words, put a lot of tough words together, and then it was weak. She gave him yeah. a weak suspension, weak. and then That's used a... the NFL's history to cover her weak judgment. Yeah. Whack. That's a that's a great word. Weak. That kind of describes so many people and so many actions throughout this entire process. Weak. But I'm gonna tell you something. This 11 games, we should put an asterisk next to this 11 games. Because if Deshaun Watson continues to be defiant in his, and and quote unquote stand on his innocence, he ain't gonna be back for that Houston game. He ain't gonna be back for that Houston quarter, that homecoming, so to speak. Like it's still a process that he has to go through, which reportedly he's already started. So, yeah, mm. man, this thing is far from over. The NFL would like for this to go away. Far from over. There's still there's still a reckoning that's coming sooner. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Later. The guys who allegedly don't have those skills, <clears throat> they've done more for their franchises and that's just like a fact and all we ever do is get excuses bailing him out we get shoe sizes we get shoe sizes when there was a whole fucking i mean a whole i'm sorry a whole oh, oh, yes yes no 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 it's a show Say, there was a whole ass overtime there was a whole overtime and all i hear about is the goddamn shoe size like <laughs> I, I I can I I knew I'm sure you enjoyed vacation, but when Natalie went off on Kevin Durant, I was like, Yeah, Natalie. Her and Michael are gonna yeah. love each other. <laughs> yeah. I, I I knew you were an instant member of the Natalie fan club, who we'll see a lot more of coming up. So, before we get into the latest developments. Like it's been so long. Well, we talked about all the things that have changed since we last did a show. The latest development. One thing that, one thing that hasn't changed is Kevin Durant is still a net. So he has requested a trade, reiterated his trade request, put down an ultimatum to Joe side, me or management, uh, and he remains a Brooklyn net. So before 
we get into the latest development, the Shams report that the Memphis Grizzlies have entered the chat. I just wanted you to give, I want to give you an opportunity to, uh, to get these jokes off. <laughs> no, I, man. Hey, look, that was great. No, it's great. It's like, this was your, this was your ideal, man. This was like everything for Michael Smith. You love this coming together, this, this, uh, this creation, this super team, this well, offensive I, I, I juggernaut. Loved it. Well, well, just to be clear, to be clear. Yes, yeah. I loved it. I loved its potential. But as as usually, as usual, excuse me, I can't talk today for some reason. As usual, that's all right. I really want to just push back. I just wanted to push back against people like you. So it just became yeah, about me and you more than it was really about the yeah. Nets. But continue. Yeah. And now, but now, now when you step back and look at it, you can see what I saw from the beginning. These are individually, they are, they were because they, you know Harden has changed a little bit. But at the time, they were individually brilliant, genius-level basketball players, geniuses of the profession, all of them, just incredible. But they shouldn't be together. <laughs> they, 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 none of them should have been together. And I never would as as much as I clown them, and as as much as I enjoyed seeing them lose in the playoffs and never even reach a conference finals. They never reached a conference final. What about the NBA finals? They never reached a conference final together. But as much I'm as aware. I enjoyed that, I never thought that each of them would ask to be traded. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's, all, that's, 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 that's what I've been, that's what been waiting 66 days for right there is that captain. <laughs> You can't make this up, man. You can't make this up. Like one of them has to be traded. I, I get it. I get it. Like the third wheel. Hey, man. They, you know, it wasn't what these two said it was going to be. The third wheel has to be out. Okay. All three of them. All three of them has to be traded. They gave up the most for Harden. Harden didn't even be traded. Harden. Kyrie just, you know, he had a contract. Okay. You're right. Harden. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Last a year. Yeah. Harden didn't even last a year. Yeah, he, he has to be traded after a year. Okay, so he was out. They gave up a bunch of picks for him. One brother wouldn't get the vaccine. Okay, <laughs> then he decided to come back anyway. He wouldn't get the vaccine. Uh, and then then Durant, the best player of them all. I actually right. feel for him. The Do best you? player of them all. Michael, he was a team player after the season. A lot of people forget this after the season. He was asked about Steve Nash. He came to Nash's defense. Well, they oh, hired him. Nash. I, that, that's and, the part that trusts me out like me or me or management. What is management not giving you? Like what? It, he, like I thought we were all the yeah. coach. I thought it was I thought we could all alternate being coach. What happened? What happened? But well, okay, he was but on look. board. He was a team player for a while. He was a team player. He tried to be he tried to be the team guy he tried to say the right things. He was really good. But this is why I feel for him. He has to be traded. Uh, they wouldn't do it. He said, okay, pick me or management. They pick management, which is unheard of. Well, they told him to sit down. And now, and now the Memphis Grizzlies have you know, like Kevin Durant doesn't want to go to Memphis. He even he considered going to Boston. He don't want to play for the Celtics. He had well, many wait, opportunities to play for oh, the Celtics. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, okay. But wait a second. 
I, okay, you're kind of getting ahead. I, I wanted to ask you, ask you this, but let me make one other. I thought you were going to say you were felt sorry for him because Rudy Gobert messed it up for him. Because there's nobody no, that can realistically put together the kind of package. Well, he's stuck because nobody can put together the kind of package that will make the Nets feel good about trading him. Like all-star player yeah. plus picks and this, that, and the other. But wait a second. On the Boston front, I actually did want to go there. Not necessarily from Durant's perspective, but if you're Boston, or for that matter, Memphis, because they're very similar. Two teams who are very right. close, who have very really attractive young yes. cores. If you were Boston, if you were Brad Stevens and M.A. Udoka, for example, and that's right, that's your backyard, mm -hmm. bro. But Memphis along right. the same lines. Would you trade for Kevin Durant is what I want to know from no. you. I would not. No, I would not. Look, they had they have the talent right now. See, I can understand a team got, and, and maybe Memphis better. is in the same situation. Boston has the talent now to win the NBA mm -hmm. title. Did they win? Did they lose the title last year? Because they were just severely overmatched talent wise or as you pointed out was Golden State more disciplined was Golden State more experienced and they were able in two situations when they were down one zip they figured out the desperation of that uh, situation and they came back hard and when they were down two one they figured out the desperation of that situation they came back hard and overwhelmed the Celtics. I think the Celtics now have the talent. They, they added Gallinari to their bench. They added Malcolm right. Brogdon Malcolm to their Brogdon. bench. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they, so just think about that. Malcolm Brogdon replaces the minutes that Peyton Pritchard got. Uh, if Grant Williams don't act right, <laughs> Gallinari replaces the minutes that Grant Williams got. Or in some cases, Derek White. So you've improved your team already. You don't need to tear it apart to add Kevin Durant. And I don't know what Durant's motivation is at this point in his career. Why does he want to be traded? I don't know. Uh, does he feel I like he needs to? I don't know. I don't know what, what I'm not sure. I'm in. not sure. And I say this respectfully. I'm not sure that he truly knows. I think he just wants yeah. another change of scenery and will go pretty much anywhere. I would dismiss that he would go to Memphis. I mean, that seems like a pretty well run organization if his issue you know, hypocritically, you know, if you ask me, is the way the Nets organization is run. But if I'm, I'm I actually agree with you. I, I'm going back and forth on Boston. I wouldn't make the move if I'm Boston, um, especially not for what the Nets are asking for. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Derek White and picks like no. But I just, I feel yeah. like that's Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's team. Let them continue to grow and take that next step organically. Same with Memphis, who it might have been a different story in the Western Conference had John Morant not get, gotten hurt. Um, what I also do not, what I don't expect to happen is I don't think Kevin Durant is wired to not only hold out from training camp, but to show up and be a distraction. Because remember, yeah. I hoop and I do me. I think he shows up and he plays basketball. And that's another reason why the Nets ain't in a rush to trade him. Because they know him well enough to know that he gonna play basketball, whether whether he loves it or not, he gonna play basketball. And if him and Kyrie are, are still there, come the regular season, they'll still be pretty good. Championship good. Well, I think I've learned my lesson on that front, but they'll still be pretty good. Will they? If they make it to the conference finals, will they hang a banner there in the arena? Will they? Will they hang a banner just for making it to the conference finals? And, you know, fix your microphone. Maybe put like fix your microphone. Listen, special. fix your microphone. Listen to Mike Tomlin. No, no. Fix your microphone and listen to Mike Tomlin. <laughs>
know, it's probably who he is. He, I know he did it next door. Um, he probably did it in high school. He probably did it in Little League. Um, some, some things people are born with. From uh, what you've seen from uh, Kenny over the last two preseason games, has that done anything to change um, where he sits on the depth chart in, in your current? We'll address depth chart related things over the next couple of days as we zero in on our next opportunity. I don't make knee jerk reactions or statements following the performance. Far be it from us to overreact to preseason, Charles Robinson. Look, I already know where Michael Ho Holly stands. Michael Holly uh, never liked the Mitchell Trubisky signing to begin with, so I'm sure he's all no. in the Stark Kenny Pickett camp. Charles, from Bring what you've in. seen, from what you know, from what you've heard, do the Steelers end up playing Kenny Pickett, given how great he's looked in the preseason, or do they start with Mitchell Trubisky, which I think is the best way to go? Like, just ease him in there. Let Mitchell Trubisky start. And the moment he falters, you turn to Kenny Pickett. There's no rush. What say you? I'm going to unmute you there. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm Sorry. Not, yeah look, yeah. Still, oh, this late. It's been a while. This, this late while. into the game. Okay, we did take no, a we did take But it's a been a long since we've done this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, think, I think at this point they are going to err on, let's start with Mitch Trubisky. There's a reason why we went out and got this guy. He has, you know, experience. You know, he's been uneven in the preseason. You know, he's had a couple of moments where, you know, when when I've watched, there's been a little bit there that I'm like, all right, well, let's maybe he's still got something to offer. I just don't think with Pickett, I don't, I don't think they see the upside of let's instantaneously throw him in. He's had a positive um, preseason. I think they see that. They're happy with it. They see, they're seeing hallmarks of things like the reasons that they drafted him he showcased he showcased some of that in the preseason but I don't think they're in a hurry to to just you know throw him in right at the start without getting a look at that Trubisky in some regular season games do you think it's a matter uh is it a matter of like two or three wins in other words if, if Mitchell Trubisky is a starter you see the Steelers being eight and nine nine and eight if Kenny Pickett is a starter they're six and 11, seven and 10, or does it not make a difference based on your analysis and assessment of the Steelers, who the quarterback is? I, I don't think they're, they're not looking at this as a number total, like a, a win total. They're not sitting there going, okay, well, you know, Trubisky can get us. Okay, well, I know they're not. What do you seven. think though? What do you think? I don't, I think they're, they're, I like what they're going to do, which I think is or on the side of development. Like, you know, they know Pickett. It, they took Pickett to be the long-term um, result there. They want him to be the franchise quarterback that they ultimately build around. Okay. But I don't think they want, at least right now, everything that I know leading into August 22nd, that they're in a hurry to, to expedite that process. Um, when they don't feel like they have to, they went out and they got another veteran, um, you know, to, to be able to move the team forward and, you know, it's not the only question that they have is that quarterback. Obviously, it's the most pressing question, but um, their biggest deal with Pickett is just to make sure that the development happens at the right time, that they don't feel forced into starting him, which maybe, frankly, if they had not um, gone out and gotten Trubisky, I think at this point they would feel forced um, that Pickett had yeah. played well enough and that they really didn't have any other alternative there. Um, but Trubisky, I think, has shown enough in the preseason for them to be able to still warrant starting him in September and then if you get to October and 
you're not seeing any of the returns and you know you feel like okay picket's ready we like a soft part of the schedule let's let's get them in well appropriately pittsburgh has a bridge in mind at quarterback um but it definitely seems like pittsburgh picked a couple of players in picket and pickens i just want to say that real quick for alliteration yeah, pickens. all right let's yeah. kind of let's let's kind of sort of stay in the afc north kind of sort of uh Cleveland's franchise quarterback we know is sitting for at least 11 games. Jacoby Brissett uh, is holding down the fort while Deshaun Watson's out. Any plans on the part of the Browns to make a move, if nothing else, to add depth behind Brissett? Josh Dobbs looked hard right in preseason, or as the case may be, competition. A lot of chatter about Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. The key word is um, right now. <laughs> and that, when, when you talk to the Browns, the response that you get is like right now, um, we're, we're not in the Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, we're not in the hunt for him. But I think that the key there is it's been what it's always been. It's about assets. Do you want to give up assets? Do you want to give up um, money to, to go and get him? And the answer to that is, well, no, because we still think there's a, a solid chance that the 49ers are going to end up releasing him. Now, the 49ers are playing that game that, hey, we'll pay him and he'll stay on our roster and, you know, we'll, we're completely fine moving forward with him. Okay, you can go ahead and say that now, but uh, I feel like at some point they have to do the math before the regular season kicks off and, and say to themselves, you know, okay, we can play this game to try and see if we can get an asset out, but we are setting in motion a potential chain of events by keeping him on this roster. If all of a sudden he comes back into our building, there's going to be questions about what does this mean with Trey Lance? Like you just, mm -hmm. you just start the whole drama soap opera that you were trying to avoid in the first place um, by relegating, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo to the bottom of the depth chart and keeping him out of the mix. Now you're going to just all of a sudden revisit that. No, I, I just, I will tell you the Browns and not just the Browns, but other teams out there are sitting there going, they're going to cut the guy. Of course, they're going to cut the yeah. guy. That is the right. assumption. So there's no reason to, to, you know, make that push now if you think that it's going to resolve itself with Jimmy Garoppolo in the next two weeks anyway. Speaking of drama and soap operas, week one, we it's official. We knew this was coming. You and I talked about it on your mm. pod to win the game. We get Baker Mayfield versus the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. What's the significance of Baker coming in? I mean, Baker Mayfield, Michael, got traded since we last did a show. He got traded on July 6th. Um, <laughs> what's the significance of Baker Mayfield coming in, winning that job despite splitting first team reps with Sam Darnold, and now having this opportunity uh, to rebuild his career and his career trajectory uh, with that supporting cast in Carolina, which is sneaky good. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, it, it, it I think it showcases why they stayed in the Baker Mayfield business, that being the Carolina Panthers, from the draft on because they tried to get it done during the draft. It just was not the whole effort. It just really never came together during the draft. The, the talks weren't great. But then once the draft subsided, Carolina never really pulled. Like they were still interested in him. They still, I think, looked at him and thought, if we can get our hands on him, he's he's got the ability to be our starter and be a good quarterback on a surrounding roster that is, if healthy, pretty dang good. And, you know, so I think from the moment that they traded for him, and you and I talked about this, like it was always to start Baker Mayfield. It was, but you can't come out and say that. You have to give Sam Darnold his opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. I think Sam Darnold showcased the same things that he showcased last year that, that, you know, showcased with the Jets, 
is that when it comes to making his reads and getting through his progressions, there's still a pretty significant struggle there. And, you know, Baker Mayfield came in, as you said, with limited reps. I think produced more was decisive um, when he was on the field. I, I think he did every, every second I watched him, I felt like that guy is doing everything he needs to do. And he reminds me of the 2020 Baker Mayfield. I know Browns fans hate to hear that. You say anything positive about him on Twitter, they lose their minds. He's trash. He's this, mm. he's that, whatever. The point is he's in a, he's in a good right. spot right now with Carolina. And I think Browns fans are going to see that right out of the gate. I, I'm laughing. I'm no sure Michael too. They, well, they lose their minds regardless. When you said things negative about him when he was there, they used to lose their minds. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, By know. the way, I'll just say this. I'll say this on the way out, Charles. And pay attention to remember when Baker uh, with the Browns when, uh, when Hugh Jackson went to Cincinnati and Baker was looking at their sideline like, oh yeah, you went to Cincinnati. He got fired, but Baker took offense that yeah. he was there and it was kind of trash talking to their sideline. Same thing's gonna happen. I'm telling you. Kevin oh, Stefanski, watch out. Baker Mayfield's going to do something crazy when they play. Yeah, that's, I mean, that game is, it's, I don't want to say it's brutal, you know, that, that it's kind of stacking up the way that it is for Cleveland, because obviously with Cleveland, you're going without the quarterback that you, you know, you've made all these right. moves for this guy to be there. He's not going to be there. And I guess now it'll be painted as your nemesis is coming back in. And by the way, it's he's yeah. not on a bad He's not on a bad team. He's not on a bad team. That's He's right. on hey, a good Charles, team. Great to have you part of our team. Great to be back. Mike, I hope you refresh because we working from now on we until working. Labor Day, that is. We take, we're taking off Wait Labor Day. <laughs> At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.